This is Sticks and Stones and Stories. The wonderful thing about life is you just never know when or where an adventure is going to find you. Take, for example, Keisha's story. Keisha was walking down the street with her mother when she happened to notice a very unusual cookie jar in the window of the neighborhood antique store. It was in the shape of a mountain, and the lid of the cookie jar was the snowy peak at the very top of the mountain. That is an unusual cookie jar, said Keisha's mother, and I think it would look perfect in our kitchen. Don't you agree? Well, of course, Keisha agreed. What child doesn't like a nice cookie jar, especially if it's filled with fresh cookies? So Keisha and her mother went into the antique store and asked the storekeeper to get the cookie jar out of the window. On one condition, said the storekeeper, as he took the cookie jar down, you must promise never to put cookies in this cookie jar. You must only use it as a decoration. But that's ridiculous, said Keisha's mother. It's a cookie jar. Of course I'm going to put cookies in it. I'm very sorry, said the storekeeper, but if that's what you plan to do, I'm afraid I can't sell it to you. I don't understand. Why can't I put cookies in this cookie jar, said Keisha's mother. Because of the goblin, said the storekeeper. What goblin? The goblin in the cookie jar, said the storekeeper. He's asleep now, but if you put cookies in his cookie jar, you'll wake him, and then you'll never have a moment's peace again. He'll eat every cookie you put in that jar and go looking for more. That is the silliest thing I've ever heard, said Keisha's mother. There is no such thing as goblins, and even if there were, a goblin wouldn't fit in that cookie jar. Oh, goblins come in all shapes and sizes, said the storekeeper. There are goblins the size of mountains and goblins the size of your pinky finger. The cookie jar goblin is somewhere in between. That is ridiculous, said Keisha's mother. And before the storekeeper could stop her, she reached around and opened the cookie jar herself. See, I told you there was no goblin. No, 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 said the storekeeper. You can't see this goblin. He's invisible. What is this, Keisha's mother said, a fairy tale? Enough of this nonsense. I am buying this cookie jar and that's final. And when I get home, I'm going to bake a big batch of snickerdoodle cookies, and I'm putting them inside my new cookie jar. Well, don't say I didn't warn you, said the storekeeper. When Keisha and her mother got home from the store that afternoon, they did just what her mother had said. They made a big batch of snickerdoodles. And when those cookies had cooled, there were two cookies for Keisha, two for her mother, and the rest went inside the cookie jar that looked like a mountain. Now what? said Keisha. What do you mean? said her mother. 
I mean, the goblin. There's no such thing as goblins, Keisha, her mother said. You know that. But Keisha wasn't so sure. And so she sat at the kitchen table for the rest of the evening, listening for suspicious noises. But she didn't hear anything, and eventually it was time for bed. But early the next morning, Keisha crept downstairs and peeked inside the cookie jar. And do you know what she saw? It was empty. There wasn't so much as a single snickerdoodle crumb. Keisha, said her mother as she came into the kitchen, what are you doing in that cookie jar? You haven't even had breakfast yet. Wait, no, said Keisha. I didn't eat the cookies, but they're all gone. Oh, Keisha, her mother said, don't tell me a goblin ate them. I don't believe in goblins. But I do believe in hungry girls. Poor Keisha. No matter what she said, she couldn't convince her mother that she hadn't eaten the cookies. But her mother did let her help make a new batch. They made a great big batch of chocolate chip cookies. There were two cookies for Keisha, two cookies for her mother, and the rest went into the mountain-shaped jar for later. Keisha sat at the kitchen table and watched that cookie jar like a hawk. But she didn't see or hear anything unusual, and then it was time for bed. But the next morning, bright and early, Keisha crept downstairs and raised the lid of the cookie jar. And you know what she saw inside. Nothing. Not even a crumb. Oh, Keisha, her mother said in her most disappointed mother voice. How could you eat a whole batch of cookies two days in a row? But, Mom, said Keisha, it wasn't me. Keisha's mother shook her head. Whatever you do, Keisha, don't talk to me about goblins. That afternoon, Keisha and her mother made a big, batch of oatmeal raisin cookies. Oatmeal raisin cookies were not Keisha's favorite, which is exactly why her mother chose them this time. When they were cool enough to eat, Keisha took one cookie, and her mom took one cookie, and the rest went into the cookie jar. And then Keisha kept watch until bedtime. But the next morning... When Keisha came downstairs, her mother was already waiting in the kitchen, standing right beside the cookie jar, the empty cookie jar. Oh, Keisha, how could you? You barely even like oatmeal raisin cookies. That's it. For the next month, there will be no more cookies in this house. But those missing cookies were just the beginning. It was just as the storekeeper had warned. Whatever had eaten those cookies now started eating other things in the kitchen. That's right, other food began to disappear. First, it was an entire leftover pizza. Then it was a carton of juice. Then it was all of Keisha's mother's granola and an entire box of cornflakes. 
But no matter what Keisha said to her mother, her mother didn't believe her. It couldn't be a goblin. There's no such thing as goblins, her mother said. Finally, Keisha did the only thing she could think to do. She went back to see the storekeeper. I told you not to wake that goblin, said the storekeeper. Now that he's eaten your cookies, it will be at least a year before he goes back to sleep. And that's only if you put his cookie jar in a room and lock all the doors and windows. If you don't stop that goblin from stealing your food, he'll never go to sleep. But I can't lock the cookie jar in a room and wait a year, said Keisha. My mother likes the cookie jar, and she doesn't believe in goblins. She thinks I'm eating all the food. I see, said the storekeeper. You want to keep that cookie jar, but you don't want to keep the goblin. Well, if that's the case, you're going to have to find a way to coax that goblin out of the jar and into the sunshine. Once the sun hits that goblin's skin, he won't be invisible anymore. Oh, he'll be mad. He'll shake his fists and stomp up and down. But don't you be scared. You just hold on tight to that cookie jar and make sure he can't get back in. He'll give up eventually. Then he'll run away and find a new home, and you'll never see him again. But how do I get him to come out of the cookie jar, said Keisha. Sorry, said the storekeeper. That's all the advice I've got. You'll have to figure out the rest for yourself. So Keisha went home, and she stared at the cookie jar. If she couldn't even see the goblin inside, how could she possibly coax that goblin to leave? Then she got an idea. A delicious idea. She needed a cookie, of course, a great, big, delicious cookie. But she couldn't ask her mother to make one, not in the circumstances. So instead, Keisha went to her piggy bank and took out a handful of coins. Then she walked down to the bakery and she bought the biggest triple chocolate cookie in the display case. And do you know what she did with that cookie? Well, she didn't eat it, that's for sure. Instead, she took it home and broke it into pieces and dropped one piece at a time on the kitchen table, across the floor, and out the open back door, all the way to a bright patch of sunshine in the back garden. What is going on here? Keisha's mother asked as she came into the kitchen. Shh, said Keisha, and she grabbed her mother's arm and tugged her behind the refrigerator where she was hiding. Just wait and see, she whispered. And so they waited. And they waited. And they waited. And just when Keisha's mother was opening her mouth to speak, there was a sound from the cookie jar, a rumbly, grumbly kind of sound, the sound a little goblin might make if it was getting hungry. Shh, 
Keisha said again. The lid of the cookie jar slid open, and then something hopped down onto the kitchen table. Keisha and her mother couldn't see that something, but they did see the first piece of cookie rise in the air and disappear, and they heard that something smack its lips with pleasure. Mmm, the invisible goblin said. Another chunk of cookie disappeared, and another, as the goblin worked its way closer to the door. It seemed to hesitate when it reached the open doorway, but there were more pieces of triple chocolate cake waiting on the grass, and it couldn't resist. Out it went, munching, munching, until finally it stepped into the sunlight. Suddenly that goblin wasn't invisible anymore. Oh no, there it was in all its ugly goblin glory, with great big pointy ears and a great big bulbous nose and pale green goblin skin. Oh, but that goblin was angry. He hopped up and down. He gnashed his crooked teeth. He waved his little fists in the air. But when he turned to run back to the cookie jar, it was too late. Keisha had it in her arms, and she was not lifting that lid. The goblin grumbled and growled some more, and then it turned and ran straight for the distant mountains on the far edge of Keisha City. That was the last they saw or heard of that goblin. And Keisha's mother? She was very sorry that she hadn't believed Keisha, of course. She was so sorry, in fact, that after supper that night, she made a great big batch of triple chocolate cookies. She gave three cookies to Keisha and ate three herself. Then together they put the rest in the cookie jar. And in the morning... When they checked, that cookie jar was still full. Sticks and Stones and Stories is written, narrated, and produced by Rachel Dunstan Muller. Find out more at racheldunstanmuller.com.